Continue on page 151 in the front of the hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are righteous and for We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence in eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained as a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by His authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, nations will praise you forever and ever. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. Be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore nations will praise you forever and ever. In peace let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. This holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord.
God, by the leading of a star, you made known your only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Lead us, who know you by faith, to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. You may be seated for the readings. The Old Testament reading for the Epiphany of our Lord is from Isaiah, the 60th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And the nations shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exalt, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense, and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read responsibly the gradual. Praise the Lord, all nations. Soul him, all peoples. For great is his steadfast love toward us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. The epistle lesson is from Ephesians, the third chapter, beginning from the first verse. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to you, that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly, when you read this, you will perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in their generation, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all saints, this grace was given, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery, hidden for ages in God, who created all things. 
so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God may now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has, real, that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access, with confidence through our faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us rise. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written by the prophet, O you of Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them, until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the Gospel of the Lord. At this time, we'd like to invite the children to come forward for a brief children's message. Let us rise for a reading of our text this morning. <clears throat> the text for today is Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for you shall come, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him.
worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is our text. You may be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The title for today's sermon is A Light Unto the Gentiles. Hitting this day of Epiphany, a day that is set by a date, January 6th is the date for Epiphany, and to have it land on a Sunday is really nice. Now we could have had two services today, we could have had one here in the morning, just our regular divine service with communion, celebrating another Sunday of Christmas, and then had an Epiphany service this evening, celebrating the gift of Epiphany and the start of the season of Epiphany. But, I'm going to roll this all into one this morning and have a service, a divine service, an Epiphany service on a Sunday morning. Now, I don't know about you all, but for a pastor who loves the seasons and, and the liturgical seasons, this is exciting. Because now we get Epiphany on a Sunday. It's almost like having Christmas Day on a Sunday. Because, well, it's Christmas Day, it's Epiphany. Season of light that starts. And it's on Epiphany that we, we recognize and remember and reflect on the Magi that arrived to worship the newborn king. Now we recognize also that, you know, historically speaking, the Magi didn't show up until almost two years after the birth of Christ. It wasn't like they were there at the stables and, and, and they went out and got some place at the local Holiday Inn and then came back a few weeks later to finish worshiping Him. No, they came from a great distance away. Not part of Israel, not part of the chosen people. They came from the Far East. And when they showed up, it wasn't as lore or myth would typically have it based upon the number of gifts that there were just three of them. It was this massive caravan of people. These were distinguished individuals traveling with the whole entourage of people. Camels, horses, carts that rolled into town. And the first place they stopped was to see Herod, the earthly king. We can probably begin to imagine how Herod felt when these three noblemen 
distinguished individuals from another land, another country, came to King Herod and said, Where's the king? Knowing Herod, who wasn't a nice guy, by the way, and then we have that nice little text in here that says, you know, uh, uh, Herod was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Yeah, they were shaking in their boots for good reason because King Herod was a guy that slew and drew the sword without hesitation to keep his subjects in line. He was despised and hated. Even to the point that when he died, he made sure that there were other murders, other killings that took place at his death so that Jerusalem would at least mourn around the time of his death. If they weren't going to mourn for him, they would certainly mourn for somebody. He was a sick and demented individual. Even to the point that when he realized that the Magi had tricked him, and they went and left a different way, his response is, kill the children. Two years and under. I will not be threatened by another king. The Magi, those Gentiles, those unconverted, those heathens, those pagans, those people from some other place, those outsiders, those outcasts, didn't even have the dignity to recognize King Herod. That upon their hearts is that knowledge and understanding that the Messiah has come into this world. A light has come into the darkness. And their arrival marks that arrival that is not just for the Jewish people. But that the arrival of Jesus Christ is for all people. Even if it's two years later, their arrival is significant. That Jesus Christ, the gift of the Savior, the Messiah, isn't just for a select group of people that God set apart thousands of years before but that the Messiah has come for the world. And that it's God's desire that all people be saved. Herod wanted nothing to do with that. Herod was worried about his own back, about his own kingdom, about who he was, about himself. He had that me attitude. Look at who I am. I'm the king. What do you mean you're asking about this other king? Even though I'm a lying, deceitful, jealous, self-centered, serving king, yeah, let me go and worship this other king. He certainly had no intentions of doing that. That old Adam had him right around the throat, focusing on himself, his own desires, his own attitudes, and what he thought was best. You know, we 
hear about King Herod. And we see his disposition and his utter disdain for Christ. And we can't help but see that in ourselves. That's the law. It's the law in our text. It's the law that kills. It's that darkness that swirls around us. That utter disdain of that sinful nature in us and that old Adam that lives and dwells within us. That wants nothing to do with Jesus. And maybe in some twisted way would even say or believe or confess that Jesus isn't for everybody. That Jesus is only for certain people, for certain ethnic backgrounds. If you're not German, well then you really are going to struggle. <laughs> we can say that here. If you're back in the Dakotas, if you're not Norwegian, maybe it's the attitude. Maybe it's you don't make enough money. There's a difference in income levels. Maybe it's you don't come from the right family, or you don't have the right last name. Even maybe you might have a different skin color. That the Jesus that we're going to deliver might be something less than. Or that you might have a history that precedes you. We can think of so many things to justify who we are and to justify why maybe that other individual shouldn't hear or doesn't deserve Jesus. And we end up just like Herod. I'm going to worship the king, but I'm going to worship him on my terms, I'm going to bow down to him on my terms, and I'm going to make sure he knows who's boss, who's in charge here. King Herod could not ignore who showed up that day. It wasn't just three travelers. It was three, more than that. It was a whole caravan that brought with them distinguished individuals. And they didn't want anything to do with Herod. Herod was merely a tour guide giving out directions on where the king was. That king that they went and bowed down and worshipped, there is the king who came into the world humbly as a little child. And he came into a world filled with darkness. And he came as the light of the world. And so as we move from the season of Christmas into the season of Epiphany, we see that light coming into this world that is filled with corruption and sin and destruction, that is filled with evil and hatred and self-centeredness. And that light stands right in the middle of it and gives off its light. 
ask my son, Gideon here, to light the Christ candle, if you would. A little late. But through the season of Epiphany, we light this candle. The Christ candle. For the light that comes into the world. And then at the end of each service, that light is carried out off of that candle. Making us ever mindful that the light that's come into the world that has come to you rests upon you. That as He lives and dwells within you, as you partake of His body and blood, as you receive the forgiveness of sins, you are filled with that epiphany light. You are sent out confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Your sins forgiven. Your life bought and paid for. Life everlasting given to you. You are given that definitive peace of hope, of joy, and that promise that salvation is yours. Regardless of your economic status, regardless of whatever baggage that you carry into the sanctuary, whatever your history might be, salvation and forgiveness is yours. That that Christ child leveled the playing field and gives to you forgiveness of sins. Satan's sin in the world want to tempt you constantly to bow down to them and to bow down to your own desires. But that gospel has pierced the darkness and it grabs you and consumes you and pulls you in and says, you are mine. You live in the light. You live at the foot of the cross with Christ Jesus. You stand before an empty tomb where death was conquered. And heaven and salvation and a place at the heavenly banquet table are yours. The light that has come into the world is a light unto the Gentiles. It's a light to you as His children. Amen. Let us rise and we confess our faith by words of the Nicene Creed on page 158. We confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of His Father before all worlds, out of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and descended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We continue with the prayers of the church.
Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, each according to their needs. Almighty Father, You alone are the one who brings salvation, comfort, peace, and joy to Your people. On Sunday mornings, we are reminded of that great gift of salvation through Your Son, Jesus Christ, and are also made mindful of those who are unable to attend church for various reasons. We pray, especially for our shut-ins this day, that You would be with them, that You would place upon them Your comfort, and that Your presence is always revealed to them. We pray for Esther Schlickenmeyer, Elizabeth Welp, June Jensen, Harry Eckberg, Robert Parasette, Lillian Peters, Bonnie Davison, Bonnie Canise, and Vi Wall. Lay your hand upon each of these individuals, lifting them up and sustaining them throughout their days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good and gracious Father, you are the one who gives to us hospitals as places of care during times of illness and also in times of surgeries. We ask, Lord, that you be with Gary Adler, who is struggling with various ailments, and that as he is home and continues to recover, that you give him strength, lift him up, and sustain him each day. Be with his family as well, and especially with Brent and Patty, that they may know that he is in your hands and in your care, and that you are the one who is watching over him. Him and protecting him. Be also with Terry Frericks, who will be undergoing surgery tomorrow. Give to her your peace, remove anxieties. Be with the surgeons as they'll be working with her and the surgical teams. That your wisdom, your guidance, and your knowledge is upon their hands, and that the work that you desire is done through them. Grant to her a speedy recovery as well, and that through all of this, her faith is strengthened. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Good and gracious Father, you are the one who watches over us and provides care for us when we are ill. We ask that you also be with Harry Eckberg, who was hospitalized this past week with pneumonia. Give him strength, place upon him your peace, and continue to grant to him restoration and recovery throughout this week. Be also with his family as they'll be at his side, tending to his needs, giving them patience and strength. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, you are the author of life, and you give to us the gifts of children. We rejoice and give thanks with Brad and Vicki Stoltz, as you have blessed them with a son, Ethan Andrew, yesterday. Lift up Brad and Vicki, carry them as, as mom and as dad in those vocations, that as they serve their child, Ethan, that he too continues to grow in the faith, and that your presence is always upon him. Strengthen them all, and give them your blessings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, you watched over all who traveled throughout the times of the Scriptures. You were with the Magi as they came from the Far East into the Promised Land. We ask that you be with all who are traveling and finishing up their travels during this season, giving to them rest, giving to them strength, and giving to them protection. We pray especially for Jeff and also for Tom Clawson, who will be returning back to Sioux Falls today. Send your guardian angels to watch over and protect them, that no harm comes their way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, you are the one who watches over, over all who travel. And we again ask that you be with those who will be traveling with the Most Ministries mission team. We pray especially for Phil and Joyce Kettleson, Deanne Stoltz, Chance Lee Carter, Mark McCall, Conrad and Ruth Bauer, 
Kay Knob, Jim and Twyla Hendricks, Jeffrey West, Pastor Tim Davis, Laura Davis from Washington, D.C., and Jeff Clausen, our team leader. Guide, lead, strengthen each of these individuals. Bless also this congregation as the senders, as they gather during that time of departure and during that week, that they are all drawn together at the foot of your cross, rejoicing in the gift of forgiveness and salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty, merciful Father, protector of all people, as we continue to see unrest throughout the world, we implore you, Lord, that you be at those who serve in our armed forces, and we pray especially for Jordan Stober as he serves in the Air Force. Give to him wisdom and guidance. Give to him patience and peace. Allow your presence to be made manifest through him and around him, that no harm comes his way, and that as he serves our country, he is always made mindful that he is serving you as his child. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lay all of these prayers before you, plus those which are upon our hearts, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. You may be seated as the offerings are gathered. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. You may be seated for our closing hymn.